Hello everyone, I hope all of you are having a good Wednesday. A little bit cold outside, but it is wintertime still and spring's coming for those of you who are looking forward to it. As we look to Acts chapter 7 today, I want to give you the opportunity, if you have not been able to read that already, um, to read that chapter. I'll just put a little bit of a pause in here where you can hit pause on your player and um, give you a little bit of time to come back to us. So if you haven't had a chance to read it yet, why don't you push pause and get back with us here in just a little bit. Okay, we're back. Um, Acts chapter 7, if we were to look at this outside the scope of knowing what Jesus has done and what Jesus will do, it would very much be um, a tragic uh, time in the book of Acts, um, a a tragic chapter, if you will. Uh, Obviously, we see it much differently because of the all-powerful hope found in Jesus Christ, and seeing something that those of the world might see as a defeat, um, we see very much as a victory um, in Christ. And who are chapter seven this, the, deals with as we as we wrapped up chapter six? We saw uh, that that the apostle, or not the apostle, um, he was actually a deacon, um, but Stephen was was confronted and by a a group of of Jews, and they brought him before the council. And in chapter seven, what we see is. Stephen giving his defense, and as we will see a number of times, not only by Stephen, but as well as others, though, um, who are put on trial, their defense always ends up not being a defense of themselves, but a defense of their message, which is the message of the gospel, and that's exactly what we see with Stephen. Now, if you have read through, which hopefully you have, through chapter 7, you will see that that Stephen gives uh, pretty much kind of a, a, a historical account of, of the nation of Israel. And if you're reading a little bit in between the lines of this, you will see what takes place here is God working with his people and God sending messengers to his people and again and again his people rejecting those messengers. Now, the first rejection that we see is one that's a little bit different and not quite as obvious uh, because the nation of Israel and the 12 tribes of Israel are still um, just <laughs> basically boiled down to 12 brothers. So, um, But those brothers rejected their brother Joseph and his message to them um, about what the future would hold. And then so as you continue on through it, you will come to next and see um, God's provision through all of that. And then you will see another one of God's messengers to the people of Israel, one of his leaders, and that man was Moses. Now Moses was not only rejected once by the nation of Israel, he was rejected twice by the nation of Israel. And then as you continue to read through it, um, you come to Joshua who leads them into the promised land. It moves on to David. And from David, it says that David could not build the temple. So his son had to do that. Solomon built his temple. And then boom, what you get to really quickly is Stephen in his defense turns it into, uh, he, he goes from the defensive position to the offensive position and he drops the hammer on the crowd. And just basically after going through um, a pretty good portion of Israel's history and highlighting the times that Israel rejected God's messengers to them, 
he goes on to say that they have once again rejected God's messenger. And in fact, not only that, they have rejected God himself because Jesus is the Lord. And um, so, and I have a feeling he was going to continue in that vein, in that, in that, um, Oh, in that opposition type of role in his in his message, but he doesn't have the opportunity to. Um, it says in verse fifty four that when they heard him talk about this, uh, they were cut to the quick. They began gnashing their teeth at them, or at him, Stephen. Um, he says, being full of the Holy Spirit, sees into heaven the glory of God. He sees Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He tells them what they what he sees, and they don't even want to hear it. They cover their ears with their hands, cry out with a loud voice, and they rush him. And we know, again, what happens next. Um, they stone him to death. And interestingly enough, uh, most of you will probably know this, but, but this might be new to some of you, that there is a man by the name of Saul who is witnessing all of this and giving his approval and watching over the cloaks of the men who are stoning Stephen um, as they kill him. And then the the victory at the end as i said we see this as a victory in verse 59 it says they were, went on stoning stephen as he called out on the lord and said lord jesus receive my spirit then falling on his knees he cried out with a loud voice lord do not hold this sin against them having said this he fell asleep so and really the first verse of chapter 8 should be included with the last verse as the last verse of chapter 7 when it says this Saul was in hearty agreement with putting him to death and on that day that day a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem and they were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles so um, and we'll jump more into that beginning next week because there's about to be a monumental shift coming in the next couple of chapters um, when it comes to the church, um, when it comes to the mission of the church, when it comes to the ch- God's chosen instruments within that church. Um, there are some truly uh, amazing things to come and something that would be very, very much unexpected um, to those reading through this history for the first time. So once again, um, that's that's the way this 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 message of this gospel and what it means to us, to our past, to our present, and to our future turns everything up still, 2,000 years later, turns everything upside down. Whereas we see an event like this take place and we do not see a tragedy. We see a overwhelming victory, again, because of the all-powerful hope found in Jesus Christ. And I hope that will be an encouragement to us. So, now next week, uh, we'll take a look at chapter 8 of Acts. I would encourage you to, to open that up and to read through it a few times, study it on your own. And again, next week, we will, we will dive into it. Thank you for joining us today.